Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up this morning with Michael Hudson. He is the CEO of Morton Gold. And if you want our thoughts and opinions on that conversation, the company's plans and what it hopes to do in 2021, uh, you can get that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports. There are summaries from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. There are training videos on there to help you get better at doing your own diligence. There are summaries of other interviews that we've done to save you some time. And why don't you go and join our thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment. So that's cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Michael, how are you doing, sir? Matthew, lovely to be back bookending the year. We are bookending the year because you were on in February before all the madness ensued. How have you been? Well, it's been an interesting year for everybody. Um, of course, there's been no complaints in the gold sector. And uh, and personally, you know, it, it, was a, it was a nice way to slow down my life, which has been on an aeroplane every second month for 20 years. And, and I do have a family that I, I love and love being around. So that was a, that was a privilege to be back with them. That's a very nice thought and very well said indeed. I think you know, people got to remember family, people, all good. It's not all about making money all of the time. Well, look, I'm excited to be speaking to you again, obviously, because when we spoke at the beginning of the year, you were just uh, starting off a, off a process and involved also the need to raise some capital, which you did. So we'll hear about that in a second. So why don't you just give us a one minute overview of the story for people who are new to this, and then I'll pick it up from there. Sure. So Mawson Gold is a Toronto main board listed company, a gold explorer. We're, we're exploring in our own right in a number of jurisdictions uh, with a focus in Finland on a resource-based project that has flipped from, from a, a good discovery to a growing resource. We moved to Victorian gold fields in the shadow of the head frame, as they say, of, uh, of Fosterville. And then we've got a few other projects around the world that others are spending money on, including in Queensland and Australia and, and in Oregon. So our aim is to build resources that will ultimately be bought. Um, and and uh, the only way to do that is to make discoveries via drilling, and we're doing a lot of that. Okay, fine. I appreciate that. So there's a few moving parts there. I'm going to start with some of the... Sort of I hope I get this right, in terms of least importance, do you take that the right way? Because um, your focus is Finland. Can we talk about what's happening in the US and Oregon, please, with that asset? Yeah, sure. And and uh, it, it, just to reflect on that comment, uh, the focus is Finland and the flagship, but a lot of the interest has come from from investors from our Australian portfolio. So it depends on how you, you, you view that uh, that question. But to, without a doubt, the two, two uh, projects that we have uh, slightly greyed out in our front page of our presentation because they are uh, you know, second tier projects and that's why we've got other people spending money on them. In Mount Isa, we've got uh, a 60 kilometres of strike, a long strike from the Cannington Mine, uh, which is one of the world's largest silver deposits, uh, Mount Isa has produced five to ten percent of the world's base metals, uh, but and extends at least halfway undercover that as it does outcrop. And uh, there's been exploration undercover. We've been funded over the last few years, fifty percent to do some geophysics, and we defined a very big gravity anomaly. And then in a post-COVID uh, 
world. The Queensland government very generously offered to a number of companies, and we were one of them to fully fund a program. And our program was to drill that uh, gravity anomaly. So they they uh, they funded two hundred thousand dollars, which is essentially ninety five percent of that drill hole to um, to test that target. And the the assays are in the lab as we speak, and we've put one press release out just showing the rocks and a very technical release saying the rocks are interesting, let's see what the lab says. Um, and and then in Oregon, we've got a joint venture with the largest landholder in the US. We've got 150,000 hectares of a new epithermal field. We made a drill discovery there over the last few years, but it was clearly not a project that we were going to focus on with, with Finland and Victoria. So we joint ventured that out during the year to a, a junior company who is spending money there. They're drilling there now. Uh, and uh, and they've got to spend, I think, 1.2 million US to earn 80% of the project, and then they can free carry us to production via a loan if they find something. So we will benefit if the project works, um, and we've got somebody else spending money. So both both those stories are uh, the bonus, if you like, or the the the, the not not Mawson's capital. So in the US. You know, someone's going to spend 1.2 million bucks, uh, and they can earn up to 80% of the of the project. So, if they spend their 1.2 million inside, actually, we're going to walk away, or they don't even, or they don't spend their anywhere near the 1.2. What happens then? Everything reverts back to you, and you, you kind of go again. You find another partner. Is that the way it works? Yeah. So we're we're not a project generator in Mawson. We're not a project generator per se. We we take full exposure to the projects we want to. And when I say we're building projects to buy, we're, we're building big projects, not, uh, not little deals like I just described, but sometimes things don't work and you, you, the, the project may still have legs, so you find a way to monetize that at a smaller scale. Noted, but so you asked, could you answer the question, which is you know, what, 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 what will become of that small project if it doesn't work out with the current partner? Well, it will come back to us and we'll, we'll find a way with the landholder, who's a significant, uh, like I said, it's the largest landholder in the US. So we've got a partnership there. They're in it for the royalty. Um, and that's why we couldn't put a royalty on that project and had to work something out. So, you know, three to a party doesn't, is not always the easiest way to structure a deal. So, so if, if it comes back to us, it comes back to us. But if, it, you know, we, we partner with people that we hope can give it the best shot. Um, of course, so you, you don't want people who are going to flip it and just use it to, as a listing property and not put some decent holes in the ground and work out if something there is there or not. So, mm. so um, yeah, no, but it, it's it's an unusual thing for us to do. We don't go and pick up properties to joint venture out. That's not our m- mantra. We want to find millions of ounces and build projects around them and, and be taken out for you know multiples of zeros on that uh, yeah. on that kind of deal. Okay, so let's treat that as an outlier. So let's go back to Queensland. You've got the Queensland government uh, stumping up 95% of the cost. What does 95% equal in dollars? It was 200,000 Australian dollars that they funded. Right, okay. So, so it's, 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 again, not a, lot, not a lot of money. I mean, what, 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 do you, what would you know at the end of 200,000 bucks? Well, there wasn't a drill hole within 10 kilometres of this gravity target. It was on a parallel major structure. And I mean, if you just look at the, I mean, structure is the key to everything really in geology for most deposits. And, and uh, there was some a big structure that Cannington formed on. We've got the strike extents of that and then a parallel structure, which this gravity anomaly sat on. Literally, there hadn't been a drill hole for yeah, you know, ten k's would be would be close. So, so it was real wildcat drilling, and it was a big roll of the dice. Uh, in 
in the context of Mawson spending its own money on that target, it would have been too high a risk target out of context with the rest of our portfolio. But when we were given the opportunity to, to drill it ourselves, as opposed to joint venture it out, uh, we, we, we took that opportunity, I suppose. So, so how did these projects get into Mawson? We, we picked up projects when we thought Finland at the time was going to be slow to permit and we may need, we may need a year or so of other projects to fill the void. Never happened. So, uh, you know, one thing that I've made a career of is picking up lots of projects and, and not everything always works. Uh, this is exploration. And, and if you uh, can find something, you're actually quite for it's quite uh, quite an unusual event. So we found a number of things, but uh, yeah, it's it's better than walking away. And 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 there was and there's always about relationships. And that relationship in the US, especially, was we actually looked to walk away from that project because uh, you know it's uh, just in terms of the contract, we'd done what we said we'd do, and and uh, we didn't want to do anything else. And the 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 landholder wanted us to stay on board and and find another partner for that. And it was around reputational risk for that landholder. Um, and they wanted us to be stay, to stay in that project. So we we did the right thing from a relationship point of view because we want to do other business with that landholder. So that's the backstory. Okay, um, like I said, I'm going to treat that as an outlier, and I understand. Thank you for explaining that. So that's that's the US. But in terms of Queensland, you spent two hundred thousand bucks been spent. What does that need to look like for you to make the decision? Because you raised about seventeen million bucks back in in May, so you, you pr- presumably got still a big chunk of that left. How do you work out how you go about spending money on these each of the different projects that you have? Given that Finland's the the the, you know, the flagship project, as it were, you know, two hundred thousand bucks. It's told you what, and then what's the decision making process? Okay, so you really want me to go into the, the the geological management of that project and the exploration management. So, so. So, so you had to ask it three times too. So this, yeah. this is uh, this is not going to go too well for you, is it? <laughs> Um, we, you know, we, we've got good context around the style. I mean, there's two styles that we could have found here, the Cannington style, which is a broken hill type deposit. And that's a, a, a fantastic discovery to make. And it has to be big under this much cover. It's 300 metres of cover or an IOCG, an iron oxide copper gold, which is many of those deposits in, in that part of the world. And it had those characteristics, both of the gravity and the mag. Now, if we can find some little ingredients or some metal <laughs> ideally within that hole that gives us an indication that it has both those, one of those characteristics and we know both of them very well then we're really onto something right um, it's it's a it's opening up a part of Mount Isa that I said has produced a large percentage of world's base metals and 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 this this is true virgin territory now if it has none of those characteristics, then, then it's going to be a hard ask to even joint venture that out, right? But, uh, you know, we've, we've got a university involved, somebody's going to do their thesis and all the academic work around that to, to, do, uh, to, to build up a story. So we've really got to build up the geological story to, to determine which way to go. Then we'll make a decision as to whether we should be spending money there or not. At this stage, it's not a project that we want to spend money on unless we're surprised. Okay, we got there. that. That's what I was getting to because, you know, you've... You're an explorer. It's 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 a tough gig being an explorer and having multiple assets, multiple opportunity is great, but it's also a liability in the sense that you've got to allocate dollars and time to it. So I just wondered where you were focused. And you know, I noticed in your your marketing material you talk about Mount Isa style. Um, you know, it, it's a kind of phrase to, which kind of gets people excited, but you've also got to do the work to kind of show them what's there, don't you? 
Absolutely. So, yeah, no, we're managers of risk uh, and risk capital, and uh, that's that's what we do. And you know, a lot of people want us to focus on one project, the portfolio managers. And we maybe went through this in our last interview when we brought Victoria on, and it was we went out of our way to show that we weren't defocusing from Finland, but augmenting that for a variety of reasons. Um, and uh, and you know, it, it's very it's it's very usual to. I mean, this is a way to think about exploration is like a triangle, and I'm sure others maybe have told you about this. But you have a lot of projects coming in here. Many go off the side, and and more progress up. And and you know, you probably would you know that the number is ten thousand. You look at a thousand, you'll drill a hundred. You'll go back to and drill a lot more. Ten, you'll go. Gee, there's something here of interest, and one will be that mine. So you've got to manage that process. And the idea is not to spend one dollar more trying to trying to find something that uh, that isn't there and uh, geologists often fall in love with their projects i'm a geologist so uh and uh so you've got to make sure you have commercial economic geologists who know when to walk away and and uh, you're not trying to prove it's not there so uh and, and that's that's the key point so you know there's a lot of capital around at the moment and the capital markets are a terrible way to to raise capital for research and development, which is basically what we are. You know, it's a, it's we're like the biomed industry, and uh, there's a lot of things that are done in the capital markets that uh, you know essentially piss money up against the wall. If we can use that term, is that all right? I, th- um, I definitely can. <laughs> so, definitely can so that that guys. means you 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 want to back your technical people. You want to walk away and and not be locked into a project that the market you know will slap you down for. But that's okay. Um, if if it's not right and and you build up again because that's exploration and most people who invest in exploration should realise the awesome returns that can work when it works but it uh, often is a not a straight line to get there so um, there you go so in Victoria I mean so how much how much time money and effort has been spent there whilst you were you know waiting for things to happen in Finland the big season for us is just starting in in winter so it's just now. So we're we're spending basically ten million bucks from June to the, the well the start of July to the end of June uh, next year. Now of that, it will be broken down. Seven million bucks will be spent in Finland, three million bucks in Australia, more or less, right? And then taking in absorbing the corporate cost. But it's basically seventy thirty. So based in terms of dollars, Finland is the flagship project. Um, in, in, in that respect, but it's a project that needs a lot more drilling because it's resource-based and we're sitting there literally drilling grids of holes, um, increasing resources as opposed to uh, drilling to make a discovery, which is the stage of what we're at in Victoria. So, so um, yeah, that, uh, that, that's how it's broken down. We're, we're basically spent about $2 million bucks in Victoria so far. Uh, and and then there's some more capacity in the company to spend more or less. You know, I mean, our budgets are fixed and by the by the board, but uh, but you want to take a, a logical time to. You, well, here's another adage around expiration: don't change your budgets midway through unless there's a very very good reason, um, because you have a plan and you stick to it. But um, but at at a certain point, you should review things. We've collected a lot of base data in Victoria. Nobody's cared about Victoria since pre World War One. Uh, much, you know, and, and it's had a, a lot of failures around gold and and the oxide gold deposits not really working and their refractory, Fosterville was refractory. So they were, weren't that appealing in a modern day sense. But the discovery at Fosterville where these systems can form free gold 
um, it is, has rewritten the opportunity of going high grade to depth on these epizonal systems that are a very different orogenic event 60 million years later than the majority of the ounces, the 80 million ounces that have come from Victoria. So, so it's a new style essentially for the most part and it's a new search space and nobody's collected the data. Here's another thing about exploration is that you collect the data, make and um, to, that, to answer the question that you've tried to answer with that data and then you test it, that's scientific theory really as well. But, um, but and then that's pretty much where we're at in Victoria. We've collected a lot of the base data. We've really made the understanding. We've brought in experts who know this field very well. And, um, and we, we've collected a lot of earlier stage drilling also and made some discoveries um, and um, and we'll by February say well which way should we be going here okay so can you in your marketing material you use that it's Fosterville style deposits like you spent two million bucks to gather enough information to tell you that it's Fosterville style so what what should the market be thinking about what you've got after spending two million bucks well we didn't uh, spend two million bucks to prove it's Fosterville style because everyone's calling anything in Victoria Fosterville style um, we knew about Fosterville uh, quite a long time ago coming from here and I actually put a pro lot of projects together with a, with a business partner 17 years ago. The only problem was um, at that stage and they were Fosterville style projects then that there was 17 years too early for, for there to be a, a, uh, any interest in those projects. But we've, um, we've drilled you know, upwards of 5,000 metres. We've, uh, we've done you know, three quarters of, them of geophysics um, that were areas that have never been looked at. Oh, literally, I mean, the, the best way to explain it was is um, say Redcastle, uh, seventeen kilometres of veins that had uh, something like, and we just flown lidar over all these areas. Seventeen kilometres of veins. We found forty thousand workings from over an area basically by six by six kilometres. Forty thousand workings is incredible, right? Those old timers were busy scraping everything and anything, um, trying to find something. They mined. They mined uh, some very high grades from Redcastle. It was was mined out before Fosterville was even looked at, and um, as well as Costafield and see straight extensions of Costafield, which is Mandalay's million ounce deposit. You know, we're five or six kilometres from that along the same structure. So, so nobody had put a hole until four, three months ago under Redcastle. You know, they mined twenty thousand ounces at two hundred grams. Um, in in the old days, which was a, a substantial uh, size little mine, and 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 uh, so there's there's the grade in one of these systems, and and we've just got to find it at scale. So we do know, and 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 clearly there's two, just to restress it, and I, I can see you wanting to get a question, so apologies, but there's two very different styles of gold in Victoria. There's an earlier event which is Ballarat and Bendigo, and, and that's called a mesozonal or a deeper orogenic style. And then there's this later event, 60 million years later. Gold is very late at, uh, in, 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 in terms of every, everything. It's post-orogenic post uh, or right at last, last stages of that orogeny. And um, Fosterville is that style. And there's only nine gold fields historically, including Fosterville, that were of this style out of the, the, the huge gold fields that were all of Victoria. We've got three of those historic field. So we're starting from the known and looking a long strike and beneath those. Okay. And how long are you going to spend doing that? Work, working out what the mineralization looks like, what you've got, and when, and then what, what when are you going to be able to talk to people about what it is that you've got there? Well, we put out a, a number of results from Sunday Creek and we've got some discoveries there already. So we, we, we drilled sort of 15 
to 20 metres at three to four grams uh, from surface, literally, and we didn't really actually understand that we were sitting on top of these mineralizations. But, uh, but uh, and there's, there's more results coming there. We've got, I think we finished 10 holes and we put three out so far and, and uh, literally we're just getting assays coming back from there. And Redcastle, we haven't put any results out yet. Uh, even though we've been drilling there and we've drilled, uh, 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 well, I think we've drilled even more holes, the shorter holes, but something like 12 or 13 holes so far. So we're just waiting to put that together. It's a bit of a head scratcher. So you can read into it when a company doesn't put results out immediately that it's there's, there's not a headline result there. But we feel that it's better to put a coherent story out when we've collected all the data than put out tidbits of information that are out of context that are, you know, that are not going to get anyone too excited. So, so we've told people we're drilling and there will be a, a full and comprehensive release on Redcastle in January. Oh, that's interesting. So how does that work on the TSX where you can choose which data you put out or not? You know, whether it be good or whether it be not so good. How, does it, how do you make that decision? Well, it's materiality uh, and, and materiality is is a hindsight uh, measure. So it's only if the share price moves or falls <laughs> is that it's deemed material. And, and so it's very hard to know, but, but um, uh, if we had a hugely hot hole and it started to leak out, we'd have to put that out. If we, if we, uh, if we batch 10 or 12 holes in uh, Redcastle, like we've, I said, we've drilled that many holes, but we might only have half those assays. Um, it's it's not material uh, far from it in, in our viewpoint, and it's a it's a building story. So it's not it's it's uh, you can call it selective release, but you know it's it's just uh, building the story and, and building the coherency around around each project. And we made two discoveries at Sunday Creek in in Australia in Victoria, and another discovery up in Finland, which has kept the news flow busy too. Right, if you look at our news flow, it's gold, 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 gold. And uh, we've had eight rigs turning and, and uh, a lot happening. So, so uh, if it was the only drill program we had, it would be more material too. No, no, I get that. And you've decided to spend another three million bucks uh, down there. You know, we're looking at twenty-one meters at three point four gold and five meters at five point two gold. You know, so that these are very attractive numbers, and uh, you know, it's not exactly you're not exactly chasing narrow veins here. So it, it's good, um, but I'm just trying to again for the sake. Some questions have been sent in and saying, you know, what is the plan to you know put out this coherent picture? When, when do you plan for this coherent, coherent, yeah, January. coherent January picture together? January right, okay. Yeah, okay. Right, okay. And three million bucks takes how long to spend? We'll be there about May next year. Um, it's it's yeah, May, May, June. Um, and and that's 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 the bu- that's the budget for the year, right? Um, when we when we said we we're gonna get there. We we have a little bit of an opportunity to to express that if we keep two rigs turning rather than one but but um I, I i tend to think that we should just stick with the one rig at sunday creek take a break at redcastle we're still to drill rue which is the third project uh, to get uh some early stage drilling into a project that's never seen a diamond drill hole some shallow rc holes and and, and that's how redcastle was three months ago also okay fantastic Okay, well, um, that's that's Australia and the US parked up. Should we talk about the, the main prize, Finland, where you're going to be spending the bulk of your money. Uh, you've had some great drill results come out over the past few months that we've we've seen. So, do you want to give us an update on what you're up to? 
Yeah, so uh, we we doubled the resource in September based on earlier drill hole drilling we did earlier this year. So that uh, brought it to to just over seven hundred thousand ounces gold equivalent. Fourteen percent of that is in cobalt, and the rest is gold. And and uh, and and that is it was a seminal moment, I suppose. A, a, a I mean, there was a lot of people, and I, I marketed it. Our aspiration was to get to a million ounces, and we didn't quite get there. Um, we did uh, in many respects internally, but uh, the conservatism of an independent resource takes off a hundred thousand ounces if it doesn't sit in a open pits and and then some conservatism around assumptions of continuity and the like so it it was um it was done properly and correctly and and uh we we missed a we missed an aspiration but it doesn't mean it's uh, it's limited we'll we'll get there in this in the next few months with more drilling was that an inferred uh, number or or indicated yeah it's an inferred, inferred, it's an inferred right. number. okay okay yeah. so uh and we'll be drilling some of the higher grade trends you know we put some very good uh, numbers out earlier this year now sort of you know off the top of my head but sort of 20 meters at 15 to 20 gram type numbers and uh and they were look like they stacked together into high grade trends but but uh we need more drilling in those to to determine the continuity we think we understand the structural geology and and uh, the controls there but we've got to prove that to ourselves in the market so we'll, we'll be going back into those areas and, and drilling there but we're also adding a lot of high um that the ideally the high grade ounces there, but shallower ounces too, because we've started to drill these bodies down deeper, and we don't need to go deeper at this stage. So we've got, you know, we're, we're um, a bulls in a china shop in terms of the amount of gold and opportunity, um, but we've really got to really keep that sharp focus on building ounces. We know there's not a lot of time for this project left. I mean. We, we've been really drilling it only for three years. That's where 95% of the project uh, has been built in the last three years and, and all the drilling's gone in that time frame. So so we, we figure that we've got this year and next year. Why, uh, why do you so say that? Whole... I, why, why do you say you've not got a lot of time left? Do you think people expected more from this? I mean, why use that phrase? No, yeah, it's okay. It's interesting. But we and, – and, I think that this project, we think this project, we've got a mining engineer working on it. We think that in a modern society where permitting is always long and riskier, that we should be permitting this earlier rather than spending $100 million exploring it and producing three to five million ounces. And there's no there's no geologist, I think, who looks at our data that says, "Oh, well, this system can't get to that." Um, and you know, there's a, we've explored five percent of our area. Everything's open. There's gold everywhere in the earlier stage drilling data and etc. But but it's not our job to to uh, well, it is our job to find three to five million ounces. But I, we're not going to get there uh, with this project uh, in one to two years. It's going to take a number of years to do that because. The limitations around this project are actually a, a couplefold. One is that it's winter drilling. So we we can only, for the most part, drill in winter. This new discovery that you hinted at is all year round drilling. So that's a key point. We're looking at permitting underground declines to drill these things out to indicate it and then measured. Uh, and, and, you know, we should at some point put a line in the sand when we have a very economic project uh, and it's it's there arguably if you make a lot of assumptions around the inferred resource too small 
yet, but if we can double it, let's put a number on the table, then, uh, you know, we've got, a, we've got a, a project that works back of the envelope economically by using, you know, forward-looking statement. I know that I, I, I'll get uh, pulled up if I go too much down that path, but, but we've done the internal studies and we know that where, where the ounces are, more or less, you know, because we've done a lot of drilling now, if we can add double the ounces that are shallower, that are high, that are the high grade parts of the system, and and uh, start the permitting towards mining. It will always get bigger, but but de-risking it by via a permitting process is is more valid earlier than later. So so that's what we're doing actually. Um, we've started an EIA process. It's a couple of years uh, for the first pass in in Finland, and that's a essentially a socialization with all stakeholders. This is what it could look like. This is the impact it's going to have both positively and negatively, and um, and how do you feel about it? Uh, pretty much is the, the questions. And, and then at the end of that process, which is another two years drilling, we'll have to make a decision whether we put a line in the sand and start to really engineer a project and start to permit that engineered project or we continue to make it bigger. Okay, you, you reminded me of something. We talked about it last time, but I think there'll be a few people here who haven't heard the phrase before. It, it's winter drilling, right? As in, there's a sort of all year, the summer and winter drilling. So, I mean, it's a Finnish thing. It's something it seems peculiar to uh, Finland. Maybe it's not. Can you just explain what the what that is? And also, you know, kind of does that hinder your ability to actually develop a project? No, not from a development point of view. It's time again. Um, so. Well, everything, everything. There's always barriers to development, so that's not an absolute no. But uh, of course, because building projects is tough, and if it was so easy, everybody would be doing it. But uh, it um, it's it creates super highways when everything freezes. Finland is the land of swamps and creeks and lakes, and uh, it uh, for the most part the area where we call winter drilling is just soggy. We're also only permitted in those areas. In some cases, in, you know, it's not always an overlap with soggy areas, but but uh, we're we're permitted to only drill during winter because we'll cut up the ground and uh, called Natura 2000 areas. They're twenty uh, percent of Europe biodiversity program, and uh, you've really got to be on top of your game. And that's why we're talking about going under with a decline to drill it out all year round rather than try to. Get in. I mean, literally, you'd have to fly at rigs in, you know, 500 metres with a helicopter to get into some of these areas because they're just almost impossible to logistically as well as from the permitting point of view. But it's only 13% of our land exploration area, um, but a lot of gold at the moment. And uh, and I suppose just to, just to we always talk about this and it always comes up and, and uh, Sakati down the road, which is Anglo-American's magmatic Nickel sulfide deposit is in one of these areas. They've just put their EIA and PFS together. The, uh, the mining engineer who worked on that PFS is now working with us as an aside. Uh, and uh, and uh, Dundee Precious Metals um, may uh, open Kumfragrad and they renamed that project and it's just often slipped my mind at the top um, now, but it was Kumfragrad was what it was called in one of these biodiversity program areas. So it's not a, a barrier to development, but you've got to be on top of your game and... Um, and Dundee, uh, the Dundee Goodman Group are a major shareholder too, so they they've got their eyes wide open what we're dealing with here. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, the, that's the detail we've gone into before I provided the overview. But it's a it's a resource that's growing. It's very it, it, the 
You know, we've got open pitable resources that are at two and a half grams, but there's something like 500,000 ounces if you play a different cutoff gram at about, about four and a half grams. Free gold, metallurgically, you know, it's easy. The cobalt is is not an economic part of the project per se. It's a byproduct, uh, but it's an it's the government rock. It's going to be the it's going to be what helps us get this permitted out of Helsinki. So there's a couple of pros to the the project. One is, and and I'm very thankful and humbled by it, is that'll support from the local communities, the municipalities, the village associations, the regional Lapland Development Council, the majority of MPs in in uh, in Lapland, which is you know one third of Finland. It's it's overwhelmingly supported. We've had um, a lot of EU money spent on the project over the last couple of years and finished public money, and that's come because. Uh, well, it's a new discovery and it's exciting for Finland, but it's also got this battery metal and that just brings more attention. That's also a lot of social license or social study work has already been uh, occurred and there was over 300 people locally just interviewed recently earlier this year and 75% are supportive of what we do um, and I think it's high 60s want to mine. So that's an unusual event. And then the cobalt uh, really it makes this a very strategic and, 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 key, and key project for Finland who, you know, this is a matter of interest, uh, the, the Finnish Mining state mining company has been granted 450 million euros in post-COVID recovery funding to build out the battery supply chain in Finland, of which they're already heavily entrenched. Yes, I think that that's that side of uh, things is very exciting in, in Europe, especially in Finland. Um, can I ask you, you use a phrase that uh, cobalt is not an economic rock in in this context, but you quote stuff in gold equivalent, i.e., including the the value of the cobalt. So, oh, well, what do you mean sorry, by that? That was my sh- yeah, that was my shortcutting. So we, we, we do quote gold equivalent, but always last after quoting the gold and the cobalt. What I mean is that the economic driver of the project is gold. Um, it's not going to be driven by cobalt. Okay. Okay. So thank you for picking up my my lazy, my lazy terminology this time of the evening. But if I don't, everyone else will. We get sent the questions and I don't have the answers. <laughs> You do. Um, I, I mean, just another, just talking of questions sent in, we got one sent in with regards to, um, I think you mentioned her earlier, uh, Norha uh, Ahola has been selling stock down since August. Does she know something that we need to know? <laughs> no, Nora's covering a tax bill that uh, that she was, uh, was uh, she gained from having RSUs granted to her, which are restricted stock units. Um, and uh, she is the key to this project. She is the person who's going to get this built. She's an ex-environmental regulator. She's been promoted to run the company up in Finland. And in this post, well, in this COVID world, we need strong local teams. She's been with us for five or six years and hasn't sold a share. And, um, and you'll see her exercising some options also uh, with that, she, that she's going to do. So, so I, I've been in this business, actually. I'm going I'm to stick up for insiders selling here. Uh, I, I, I bought more shares and, and sold nothing in 18 years in Mawson. So um, uh, other than a few options that I've uh, had to, had to uh, cash in. So I've sold a few shares to do that over 18 years. So I, but I own more shares today than I have at any one point in the history of the company. And there's a lot of pressure on insiders never to sell. 
But, uh, you know, a lot of people make money all around us. And if you are open, then it shouldn't always be taken as a negative. And, and people who are on relatively modest salaries, because juniors shouldn't pay exorbitant salaries, uh, there should be an opportunity for people to, to make a few bucks, let alone cover a tax uh, tax liability. So, so uh, I, I'm very happy to take shareholders who, who criticise it, but I, I will defend it when it's done for the right reasons because we're good people and we're not here to do the wrong thing and, uh, and, and uh, you know, you've got to incentivise the right people. And Nora is, is one of the key, if not the key person in the company, is the truth. It was worth saying, but it's also it was worth asking. Can I, if I may come back to that phrase you used about you know we the, there's there's not a lot of time left on the on this project. You you said at the beginning you are here to build big opportunities for companies to come in and buy from you. You're not going to de- develop it per se. We're sort of late stage development or production. So do you think in the next two years you'll have got this project? You know, in terms of resource or whatever, whatever quant, uh, how you measure it, for for it to be interesting enough for someone to come along and acquire. Yeah, ideally, I mean, my vision is that we'll have one and a half to two million ounces. Um, you know, and and anything can change in expiration. On um, the upside or downside, we've seen um, amazing discoveries in Finland, and that's it's always hard to make a bold statement like that because I'll only be pulled down. But that's the vision, uh, and. And we'll make it look like it's, you know, with some big step out holes that it can go to a lot larger, you know, three plus million ounces. So, but only with, you know, a few holes here and there that really show that it can get bigger. And we'll be going down the permitting side of things. We'll have uh, that Natura area ideally excised. Uh, and, and there's a lot happening behind the scenes for that ideally to happen over the next couple of years with the support of the local people uh, and through, uh, through land use planning uh, and, and that, and that um, instrument. So that will be, and, and we'll have a NPV of XYZ because I'm not going to name an NPV, but I, I know it could be, well, everyone knows if you've got a project like that, it'd be very substantial and, um, and it will be you know, on the way to being permitted and, and people can see a mine being built with a lot of local support. And, and that, and that's real money. Yep. No, we, we, we I, I think it'd be interesting to see how you do with your drilling. So, you know, if I, if I look at it, I think you used the phrase earlier, bookending, right? So when we, when you began the year, when we last spoke, you're about 30 cents, you're about 34 cents. Now you've seen some highs along the way. Well, obviously lows like everyone else in March, but highs along the way, but you're sort of where you started the year. Because you had some great drill results at the beginning of the year, and they, you know, and that you continue to deliver those in not just Finland but Australia. Ten million program, first half of next year. Do you feel that that's going to give the the market the excitement that it needs to actually start paying attention to you? <laughs> well, I, I hope so, um, and uh, and and please send it out this interview out to as many people as possible because that's uh, that's all part of this story right but uh, it, it it's a, it's a it's a fair question and i take it i'll, I'll answer it seriously that the idea well the the only way that this project will work is by having very uh, successful drill results the the thing that i have noticed around this project is that it it uh, it after 3 years people bank in the good results so it, more good results are not necessarily the only 
thing that changes in people's mind, right? Uh, and, and that's very frustrating as you're building out a project. So you have to find the right people who partner with you, who will support the stock. And it's a very niche business, right, when you when you start doing this. I'm not talking about the market is, 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 is bullshit. It's not the market. It's a few, you know, half a dozen institutions who support us and, you know, and, and, and essentially raised, you know, 80% of that. And that was relationships for the most part. And, and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, it will be at the drill string that this, this succeeds or, or stays where it is. Right. And um, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but, uh, but I've got to try and work out how to unlock this latent, value that always seems to be in in our company in many respects and you know a lot of people think that separating victoria at the moment it would uh it would would be worth as much as mawson arguably right um whether that's true or not uh is for people to reflect on uh and so there's there's an opportunity to do that but that's that's for the moment i mean victoria needs another discovery to keep the enthusiasm in in because my locations boom and bust within a boom um, and, and the, the next flavour of the month will be elsewhere. So I, I genuinely believe in the opportunity in Victoria. It is a genuine uh, one of those things that slipped through for 100 years and, and, and these systems have developed at high grades for, you know, the old timers were mining 150 years ago. So it's not just Fosterville that, uh, that uh, has produced these. So there's, there's, there's opportunities. But, but uh, let's go back to Finland. It will... Will, will more good withdrawal results uh, create the excitement to give us the value? Um, I, I bloody hope so. And uh, and you know if it's uh, general, generally everything returns to the norm. Um, and uh, let's let's just see how how we go. But um, but it, a lot rides on this drill program this year to to meet where I I'm painting the vision of this pro where this project can go. Yeah, and uh, the reason I put it like that was because the way you've described it all the other variables seem to be in place. There's not like concerns elsewhere in the project that we need to be looking at. So therefore we can just focus on what the troll results deliver because you're not going to be tripped over um, by some other feature which you haven't uh, addressed yet. So I, I think it's a, it's a good thing um, that if you know, you've, you've kind of got it in your control as it were. With seven million bucks, you only, only, only got to guess Mother Nature. That's all. Yeah, just that. It's easy. That's easy. When's that ever gone wrong? Actually, the, the rocks are the easiest part of the business in many respects these days. Everything else seems to be a lot harder. So you're right that in in one respect, just to put the the line out there, fully funded and fully permitted, and that's not always been the case for Mawson or and uh, and and in the bull market. You, uh, you, you gain the multiples uh, against your peers if you're making the discoveries and advancing uh, with gusto in, in, in that bull market and you don't want delays and you don't, and we've been through that hopefully well, years ago, but uh, yeah, we've, we, we, we can see many years ahead of us without those issues. Okay, Michael, thanks very much for coming and talking to us today. Um, looks like it's gonna be an exciting year for you guys. You've got about what, 15, 16 million left of the Treasury that you uh, in the treasury that, uh, from the money you raised this year, ten million going to drilling, should should be an exciting year for twenty twenty one. So stay in touch. Let us know how you get on, or if there's anything exciting to say and report. <laughs> no, that's great. And uh, we've got eight drill rigs turning. Um, you only create value by by the drill rigs turning. We've got a very good handle on 
on most of our projects, especially Finland. So that's de-risked in, 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 in many respects from a geological point of view. We're, we're serious explorers, made discoveries, uh, a lot of them around the world, and, and we're really motivated by it. So, so if, you, if you think that uh, all that, that is the main ingredients behind a junior, which it's not, <laughs> you've got to have a lot of other things behind the scenes working for you, but, but that's the key driver, absolutely. And, uh, and um, we're, we're, I'm very excited, genuinely. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.